Welcome to Bite Size Dental Marketing. Today I have Dr. Kathleen Schuster from Magnolia Ridge Dentistry. Dr. Schuster, I love your Instagram content. Uh, you know, we, we follow the dentist next door and Clearline Girl, Cowgirl. I'm, I'm such a big fan. And to me, the I have always said the thing that I wish dentists would do more often is be themselves because that is what is marketable. That is the association that consumers make is the, the person. And we want someone who's high quality clinically, but we really need to make a connection. And then we want to get into the clinic one. I, I love that you found your brand, your vision, and I love how you put it out there. But before you get into that, I would love to know how you got started. I, I I've, I've heard stories from the team that you've, you've wanted to be a dentist for a long time. Tell me your origin story. Yes. Uh, since I was four years old, I am definitely that, that kid for sure. Um, when I was in preschool, there was a girl in my class that had a cleft lip and I used to come home crying because the other kids would make mm. fun of her. And my mom was a hygienist. So I had already, you know, in the dentistry world, um, she actually worked for a pediatric dentist. And I would come home crying and I'm like, she's so pretty. I don't understand why people are making fun of her. She just has a little bump in her lip. And my mom was like, look, like if you want to, you can be a dentist one day and you can fix kids like this. Like you would help people like this. Um, and that just, I don't know what that was, but it just sparked it in me. And from that point on, I was like, I'm going to be a dentist. Um, and I just, it just fell into place. Sometimes it's just Jesus. Um, I loved art. I love science and it just kind of all worked beautifully for me. And now I am just absolutely obsessed with the teeth and the mouth and the human body. And yeah, it just all fell into place. Mm. Now, as you went through high school and college and, and dental school and, and started your practice, what were the high points and low points of that journey for you? Oh my gosh. I will never forget. So uh, I, um, I, people would always ask me why I wanted to go into dentistry. You get that anytime you say anything about dentistry, people are like, Oh, I hate the dentist. Oh. Um, and I don't know why, but that never was like a deterrent for me. And I will never forget. I got accepted to dental school. And, um, so I went to A&M for undergrad and my OB Jen, her daughter was going to A&M. And so every time I would come home and see her, we would chit chat about stuff. And I'll never forget, like I was on the gyno table and um, I was like, oh, she's like down there between my legs. And I'm like, guess what? I got into dental school. <laughs> she just looks up at me and she goes, why would she want to do that? <laughs> um, dental school in and of itself was crazy. It's exhausting. It is one of the hardest things I've ever done in my entire life. Mm -hmm. um, but I love teeth and I love what I do. Absolutely, 100%. Um, getting into dentistry was great. I got my dream job right out of school. Um, I had my first baby five years out. I decided I wanted to open my own practice so I could have my own rules and I only wanted to work a couple days a week. So I ended up um, working a couple DSO jobs mm -hmm. while I got the office up and running. And then we got the office. We opened June of 2020, which was a really crazy time to open. It was, um, yeah. it, it was, it was, it was interesting. 
and it has been a ride since then. Um, we've definitely, as you know, um, we've definitely had our highs and lows. I originally came to you guys in one of our initial lows, um, just trying to get a practice up off the ground in this climate. Um, it was a struggle. Um, and you guys just came in and woo, it was a whirlwind. It was amazing whirlwind. Just all of those things that I was really struggling with, it was just like this weight had been lifted off of me. Um, and that was a huge help. And then, I mean, we all know the economic climate has been difficult. Um, and a lot of dentists have been struggling, even dentists that have been in practice for a decade. Overheads up like crazy. I was looking at dental economics and they said in 2022 that 69% of offices said their overhead had increased. Yeah. Um, and that I think 50% of offices are like down a team member. Like staffing is a problem. So we've been through all of those issues and some of those issues, as you know, fairly recently. And I came to you guys because your team has just been so amazing from like day one, the comfort level, the like, we're here to help you on all realms has just been so fabulous. And so I actually turned to Katie because um, we had that low recently when we were having staffing issues um, and I just wasn't seeing the vision for the practice that I wanted to back in June. Um, and then you guys, again, just helped me to like lift me right out of it. So, um, we've had some highs and lows and it's been great. And we're sifting into one of those highs right now, which is really fabulous. Yeah. Thank you for the kind word. The passion that you have shows through what you do and through the content you produce and things like that. How did you get started? You know, on the pre-show, we were talking about your, you know, how you got started on, on producing the reels and things like that. Talk, talk me through your sort of the and, and, Yeah. The authenticity of it. Let's see. That hear was a hard one. So before you guys, I was trying mm -hmm. to figure out the marketing aspect thing on my own and everything that I was looking at, they were saying like, just be your authentic self. Like it was just, it's just that easy. Just be you. Mm -hmm. And to me, it was like, maybe you're just too close to yourself. But I was like, um, I don't know who I am. And you would think that at 30 something years old, I should know who I am as a person. Um, but I just felt like I was just clueless in that. And so I got a piece of advice to just record yourself and just delete it. Just record yourself like you're going to put it out there and it's okay if you just delete it. So I did that. Um, I did that a couple times and then I got another great piece of advice and somebody was like, look, the people that follow you, follow you on Instagram, on Facebook, on your personal stuff, they're your family, they're your friends, they're the people that love you. They like talking to you or they wouldn't be friends with you. Mm -hmm. Just record something, record talking about daily life or whatever you love or whatever you know that other people might want to know. And for me as a dentist, it's like people always ask me about whitening. So I was like, okay, that's easy. And I literally just sat down one day um, and I recorded a live video of myself with my coffee because I drink a half a pot of coffee a day. And people always ask me how my teeth are so white. And I sat there and I talked about whitening on a live video. And the only people that chimed in were like my mom and my aunt <laughs> and a bestie or two. Um, 
But again, I got that like immediately. Of course, my mom's my best cheerleader. So she's like, oh my gosh, you're so amazing. <laughs> and that just like spurred me on. I was like, okay, I'm kind of cool. And I kind of like myself. <laughs> and so I just started doing things like that. And the more I did that, the more comfortable I got in front of the camera and doing that kind of thing. And again, I started to learn a little bit more about who I was because I felt like I was then seeing myself from the other angle. Um, and I maybe wasn't so close to myself. So that was interesting and fun. Um, so that's kind of been my journey there. How do you think that intersects with your practice? So, so when folks come to your practice, what's the patient experience you want them to have? So I've always, I, we spend half of our lives at the office, like half of our waking lives. We're here. It's our second home. And so I've always wanted my office to just be a second home for people. I want people to feel comfortable. And maybe a lot of that comes from the fact that I've always wanted to be in dentistry. And the first reaction I get from people is, I don't even want to say the words, I hate the dentist. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't like that. Like, I want people to come in here. I want them to feel like family. I want them to feel like my friends. And I want to treat them like that. And so I want them to have that experience. Um, and I also feel like I grew up with the dentists are like the white coat and they're very serious. And I felt like coming out of school, that was the expectation of me, um, that I should be very serious about things. Um, don't wear the pink scrubs. People are going to think you're young and silly. Um, and obviously I've completely changed since then. Uh, you get the full real version of me nowadays. Um, but I found that people connect more with that authentic version of me. They don't want to see the me in a white coat where I'm sterile and I have no personality. They want to come in and feel like they're part of the family. And like, I'm going to treat them like family. They want to have that trust in me and I want to give it to them. You, you talked about staffing earlier and we, we talked about, you know, authenticity. How do you lead the team at, at the office with those in mind? Like, how, how do you make sure the team has your vision and values and, and drive the things forward that, that you want to? I think it first comes with choosing your staff members. And I know sometimes that's really hard because sometimes some people are just looking for a body. I, I think taking the time and finding the right people is mm -hmm. um, priority and people that share your values because it shows the patients see it, the patients feel it. Choosing people that have the same values that you do um, just in their nature, I think makes a huge, huge difference. I would love to hear more about Healthy Start and what you're doing. Healthy Start was like a happy accident for me. It was not, um, it was not where I was intending to go and it is definitely an extra thing that I now provide to my patients. And it's, um, as you know, like I am obsessed with clear aligners. It's what I want to talk about all day long. They're absolutely my, my favorite thing. So I, it all kind of started when I was in dental school. Um, orthodontics was like the, we all joked that it was like the mystery that nobody knew. Um, they kept their secrets very tightly tied yeah. and, they were like the 13th floor of West Side Story that nobody knew where it was. Um, and I just wanted, it, it kind of scared me and I wanted nothing to do with it. And then I got out of school and I got my dream job and I got sent to an Invisalign course that I didn't want to go to. 
and it was kind of the same from them. It was here are the easy cases that you can do. Um, and I did maybe like five cases my first five years out of school mm. of aligners. Um, and then I had baby Heidi and I started working at the DSO. Um, and I inherited like a hundred and something Invisalign cases. Wow. And I wanted to do right by those patients. And a lot of them were really difficult cases. They, we were dealing with class two and extreme crowding and all of these things. And so Invisalign offered a three month course to get in to that and for them to like teach me how to troubleshoot problems and to teach me what aligners can do and to teach me how to use their software. And so I took this really intensive course with them to learn how to do all of that. Um, but then all the pieces kind of fell apart around the time that I opened the practice. So in trying to open a practice, you want your profitability to be there. And so I took a ton of CE. I did a year of spear. I did, um, like airway and sleep dentistry. I did, I learned how to place implants. I did like every little bit of anything I could possibly do. Um, and then it was actually, there were some kids in the community. We did a free dental day and I found some kids in the community that really needed a lot of work done. Hmm. Um, and part of that was orthodontics, but they had transitional dentition. They still had baby teeth. Um, and I, I'm not trained in braces. I'm trained in aligners. And so I was looking for um, something to help me kind of through that transition period. And so that's how I found Healthy Start, which is like a myofunctional orthodontic program. But the best piece about Healthy Start for me was that I all of a sudden understood how the body grows and how important it is to put the teeth and the jaws in the right position and how much that impacts all of the dentistry that I do. Now, it, it, you mentioned Invisalign. Invisalign has been a blessing and a curse in the industry in that they brought so much awareness in the marketing and in the, in the domain of, of the Clearliner community. But at the same time, now we're competing with Invisalign because you know they're, they're their own brand. But as you look, as you've gone through this journey, what do you see as the most you know, sort of disinformation on clear liners or what, what are some common misconceptions that people have when they come into the practice? I think that everybody thinks that it's all about pretty teeth. Like mm. it's all about, it, it has nothing to do with any of the underlying work that we do. Um, that it's only about making teeth pretty and it can be. Um, but for me, the reality is, is that putting teeth in the right position makes my dentistry last longer. And it completely affects airway and breathing. And I mean, it's like, how can something that's happening in your jaw joint not affect your teeth? And then the other way around, mm -hmm. you know, our body is completely connected. Coming back to the healthy start. Now, what are some of the common problems that parents would look for that, you know, maybe, maybe this is something we should look into? ADHD. ADHD is probably the biggest one. They're saying that 75% of the kids that are diagnosed with ADHD, it's actually sleep disordered breathing, which Healthy Start can help with. Um, and helping the jaws to grow properly, the kids just aren't sleeping well. Um, and because they're basically overtired. So if you think you've got kids, so have you seen your kids when they're just like overtired and overstimulated? What do they do? They're, I mean, they're bouncing they're, off the walls, right? Yeah, or they're very angry. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And so that's kind of basically what happens is you end up with the ADHD or you end up with the behavioral problems. They can't concentrate. It's all because they're not sleeping at night. They're not getting the restorative sleep that they need. Um, that's just kind of all of where that stems from with the kids. There are a few other things that, that can kind of be a telltale that something might be going on. Speech problems that adults can look for. Um, bedwetting. If a child is already potty trained and you're having bedwetting issues, um, it's just, it's signs of our body. When our body isn't getting the sleep that it needs, when it's not getting the air that it needs, the body's trying to save itself and wake itself up. And so that happens with um, the grinding because the, the body is trying to, and this happens with adults too, the body's trying to rouse itself. And in trying to release all of that epinephrine and rouse itself up, those muscles in the jaw go. You'll also see muscles in the leg go. So if you see your kids sleepwalking at night or sleep talking, a lot of it's related to that. The body's just trying to rouse itself. Wetting the bed is another way that that happens. Um, and it's more common that you think that that kids over in like over three, four, five years of age are wetting the bed. Um, I feel like it's the thing that just isn't talked about. But it's all of those things that the body is just, it's smart and it knows that it needs air. And so it does what it needs to, to kind of rouse the body and wake the kids up. But then we end up with the issue that then we're not getting that restorative sleep that we need. And then we end up with the ADHD, the behavioral problems, the not concentrating, the doing poor in school, the, all of those things that then affect the kid and affect everyone around that child too. Sure. Yeah, no, it's, it's a challenge to have you know, a sleep deprived kid. And I'm, I'm so grateful that we've come so far in airway and pathway work. And, uh, you know, for Evelyn, while, you know, her arch is good and, 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 you know, she has good pathways. She did have over enlarged tonsils that we had to pull out because she was having crazy enough, my very fit lean, you know, not, 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 uh, nine-year-old or maybe she was younger, seven-year-old at the time, uh, had apnea because of, uh, enlarged tonsils. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. another thing. It can cause enlarged tonsils and adenoids. Um, that's a very common thing. It depresses the immune system when you don't get your restorative sleep. It causes all of that extra inflammation. Well, I'm going to pivot for a minute. You mentioned art and you mentioned dentistry. You've done some amazing work uh, out there. And I would just love to hear like your approach. I know that you did the Barbie Botox party. <laughs> Like, I, I, talk me through the cosmetic side of, of your practice. Uh, um, I have always been obsessed with it. And it started with that little girl, like helping people to feel their best and to look their best. It changes your life. Um, just, it just makes such a difference. And to have that, that when we get finished with someone that's just wanting Wanting to love it when they smile. When I have patients walk in the door and they won't smile at me and they won't show their teeth, that makes me sad. And at the end of the day, when we get through all of the aligners and the veneers or the crowns and they smile or they cry, it like it makes me like I'm about to cry right now just thinking mm-hmm. about it. It makes my heart so happy. It's just my favorite. It's my favorite thing to do. Um, there's just so much joy that comes in all of that work that happens. 
The Botox is a totally separate thing. The Botox is just for fun. Um, it's, it's totally a convenience factor. The doctor that did my Botox, it took me a while to find somebody, um, to do mine and then to have the convenience factor was fabulous. And she, um, every time she would do mine, she would be like, you know, you can do this yourself. And I was just, um, I mean, none of us like needles. Okay. Right. So the right. idea of doing that to myself was I didn't love it, but I can do it myself now. I can do it to myself. It's really, Botox is really very easy. It's very quick. It takes me like two minutes. Um, there's a little bit of jumping when I have to do it myself to get myself rubbed up. Um, but outside of that, Botox is really very easy, very fast. And I'm, I'm doing it for the convenience of myself and for my patients. Um, it's just nice to be able to come in for your six-month cleaning, get your Botox done, and get out the door, um, be on with the rest of your life, and look beautiful and fabulous and feel fabulous. Um, just all of those great things. Uh, what's next for you? I mean, you, you, you have the practice, it's growing, it's doing great. You're getting your team solidified. You've got, you know, great technology in the office. Walk me through what do you, what's your, what's your in vision here? Oh my gosh. It's all clear aligners. I am just, I am obsessed. I'm obsessed with teeth, teeth in general, but everything that I can do with clear aligners and aesthetics. I mean, I think that's my, like dream day every day. I just, I love making people healthier. I love people to feel better. I love it when people feel better about themselves. I mean, we're, I feel like I'm just now getting to the point where I'm getting to step into the thing that I love the most. And I get mm. to, it's why I went into dentistry. I want people to be happy. I want people to love themselves. I want them to people to feel confident. And I am getting to a point in the practice um, where I get to do that now more regularly. And that's, I just kind of want to do that every single day. Yes. Now, I mean, you've done it so well and, and, and you've been so successful and there's a lot of dentists out there that, that are struggling to get clear line started in their practice. Like, have you thought about how to share your journey or, you know, are you going to put together a, you know, are we going to be Dr. Schuster CE clear liner someday? <laughs> We, I mean, we're working on it. I'm, I have an event scheduled. We're working on a date for December and January. Um, I have a few things coming and actually coming really very soon. I was literally before we were talking this morning, I'm getting my presentation together and, and all of that fun stuff. I love clear liners and I can't, I can't wait to get to share it with everyone else. Um, and share the things that I mean, I feel like took me years of CE and, hmm. and connecting the dots together um, and making that journey easier for somebody else. For sure. why, do you, why do you think, and I know that you, you, you talked about ortho earlier and things like that, but why do you think there's a resistance to it or why did you, is it just misunderstood or? Absolutely. A hundred percent. It's, I mean, it's okay. Number one, it's physics. There's a lot of physics in there. And I have to tell you, physics was my least favorite subject in school. Um, which is funny because I love math and I love science, but you put them together and I'm just like, it's not happening. Um, it's a lot of physics, but once you dumb it down to the basic components, once you, my, my mom's favorite saying was kiss. Have you heard that before? Mm -hmm. Keep it simple, stupid. Mm -hmm. um, once you dumb it down to those like very easy points, all of a sudden all the dots get connected and it makes sense. But I do feel like, and I mean, again, when I was in dental school, they made it sound like it was the most complicated thing to do. 
Um, and the human body is not always easy and is not always straightforward, but I think that there are very much some basics to it that are easy to understand if somebody puts it in the right light. Um, and I think that's why I actually end up speaking for clear aligners is because um, I was asking my reps, you know, I got to a point where I had enough knowledge and there wasn't what I needed out there. There's just a disconnect of those like basic steps just aren't out there. I've tried to look through the CE. I've tried to understand how we get from point A to point B. And it's taken me doing all of these extracurricular things, all of these like doing the airway, doing the spear aesthetics and trying to put all of these pieces together together to figure out how it all connects. And once you figure out how it all connects, it's actually really very simple and very easy. When you're looking at, or when you're talking to a dentist about that, or, or you know, come December, January, when you, when you see, how are you going, you know, walk me through your approach, right? Like, how do you, what are some of the things that you've picked up that it took you time and effort that you're trying to share? Give me, a, give me the highlights, if you will. Starting with the basics, making sure that you know what you're looking at. Um, CTs nowadays are really, really helpful. A lot of dentists have the CBCTs in their office. Mm -hmm. um, having those things in the more complicated cases, but just when you're looking at a case, um, taking the time to do an orthodontic assessment sheet um, makes a huge difference. And then also scanning patients in. Scanning patients in, I think, like into the digital scanner makes the hugest difference because not only for me for me and for them psychologically when i look at a patient i see that person when i take their teeth out of their mouth and the same thing happens for a patient when you take their teeth out of their mouth and you put them we just have them scanned up and you just have them up on the screen all of a sudden i can see things that i wasn't seeing when they were sitting in my chair um separating the teeth from the person makes a huge difference and then patients too all of a sudden can see, I get the comment all the time, I didn't know how bad my teeth were. Mm. Um, but when you put them up in a screen, all of a sudden you can see that. And I wouldn't say that they're that bad. They're just in the wrong place. Um, but it's much easier to see in a scanner when they're in the wrong place. And then once you understand the biomechanics of everything, it makes it easier to know what steps you're gonna have to go through to get them to the right place. And obviously there's more to it than that, but there are some really basic things hmm. to help with that. Now, when you look back at the work you've done, is there a case that stands out that that is most memorable for you? Um, I have a couple. I have one guy that every time I walk in, um, and I see his face now. I'm like, all I can do is stare at your teeth. Like every time I see your mouth, I just also get the biggest, happiest mm. grin on my face. And we were taking some pictures the other day um, and he was looking at them and he was he was telling me, he was like, I look I was looking at some pictures of me previously before we did all of this. Um, and he was like, I didn't realize how bad my teeth were. And I was like, well, they weren't bad, but they were really, really worn. Um, but he's just, every time I see him, he's just grinning ear to ear. Mm. And just that smile just 
lights up the room for sure. He's probably my most memorable, 100%. Um, and he was an interesting case for me because he was one of those that I was learning how to do something new on because he had so much wear. So mm -hmm. it was me trying to um, combine not quite a full mouth rehab case, but close to it in along with the liners and getting him where he wanted to be aesthetically. So that case was a lot of fun for me. Tell me a little bit more about the events you have planned in December and January coming up. So in December, um, I'm going to be talking with some local dentists, um, just kind of giving an introduction to clear liners so that they can start implementing in their, them in their own practice and just see how much it can increase your profit um, and then how much it can transform your dentistry because I've had some amazing strides in the last um, year, as you know, um, and I'm just kind of helping to share that information. And then in January, we're gonna start a study club. And so I'm gonna delve a lot more into um, all of that implement implementation. So there are things that I didn't know, you know, we are an office, it's a network. Um, and so there are things that I didn't know how to deal with the insurance component. So getting your staff on board, um, and then that, that consult with your patients and helping to explain to your patients what's going on and how clear aligners can just help their overall well-being, um, help teach doctors how it can help their um, procedures to be more predictable. Um, we've all had that, like, that patient that shows up at our office that is like, I had this tooth fixed three times by my last dentist and they're just terrible and so I'm here now. Um, but the reality is I very highly doubt that that last dentist was terrible at their job or that they didn't use the best procedures or the best techniques. We're all pretty up on it nowadays. Most of the time it's just teeth were in the wrong position and they were banging mm. into each other. And so the patient kept destroying it. So just learning things like that, that can, you know, make your dentistry last longer and make your patients happier. Learning those little things is a huge help. Um, just helping to turn that around because I know a lot of, a lot of doctors, we talked earlier about the, you know, all of the things that dentist offices are facing nowadays with the increased production, right. just helping to implement clear aligners and helping to give those like tips and tricks to get through. And then as you were saying, Sometimes you get those more difficult cases and there is a lot of support for the easy cases. And that's what I found too. I wanted to do some more difficult things. I was ready for some more difficult things. Um, and there just wasn't a whole lot of support out there for me. So it took a lot of delving for me to get to a point where right. I could handle these more complex cases. And now I feel like I can handle them more predictably than I don't want to say than a lot of orthodontists out there, um, but I feel like I my predictability is pretty good um, nice. in handling some of these more complicated cases. And so I also definitely want to help doctors that were in the position that I was really just not that long ago and be that support system that maybe that they don't have. No, I think that's lovely. I, I, I love the idea of giving them more confidence and tools to be successful because in today's world, we're seeing you know, the rise of DSOs, we're seeing insurance take more and more out of, uh, out of, you know, care and like helping the, the, the 
private owned dentist and helping those dentists is, is certainly part of my passion project as well. So I'm glad there's, I'm glad they got a champion out there in Dr. Schuster. So, uh, well, Dr. Schuster, thank you so much for your time. I will link to your Instagram and, 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 you know, Magnolia Ridge dentistry, but thank you so much for jumping on the show with me and sharing your, sharing your insights. Thanks, Eric. It was fun. I enjoyed it. <laughs>